Hello, welcome to Friends at Film Camp, the podcast where two friends gab by the fire from our fun film perspectives. I'm Julian. I'm Luke. Uh, today we're talking about Hocus Pocus, which is one of my favorite movies. I watched it all the time when I was little, and it is the origin of two of my childhood crushes. Also, the mom in the Madonna costume is really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Hocus Pocus was released in 1993. Uh, it was directed by Kenny Ortega and stars Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parther, Kathy Najami, uh, as three witches who get resurrected for one night and have to cast a big spell in order to stay alive, but they're fighting a kid who doesn't want that because the witches are evil. A teenager. A teenager. A te- two teenagers and a, a kid. A virgin teenager. <laughs> yeah, they really want you to know that. Yes. The film was initially a box office failure. Yes, they released it in June. July. July, like a couple the- of goobs. They released it in July uh, because they also had, I believe, Nightmare Before Christmas coming out that year. And they didn't want two Halloween films. So they said, put this one in the summer. And then they were surprised it did poorly. Yeah, it's such a Halloween movie. Yeah. Like that. It would have is... just delayed it a whole year. Yeah. But nope, that Disney was weird, and that's what they wanted to do, and so it bombed, but then once it was able to get onto ABC and uh, Disney networking, mm-hmm. it became a high viewership film, so Disney eventually realized they had something special here. And maybe if they hadn't released it in the summer yeah. for Halloween, it would have done better. So they've been incorporating it more and more in their branding. And they have recently greenlit a sequel for the film as requested by the original cast. Mm-hmm. So this is not Disney being necessarily greedy. This is Bette Midler excited to make more of this. So I'm curious how it will be. I don't know. It makes me nervous. I don't it, know. It makes See, me nervous in the sense that it's a Disney sequel, which can be risky, but it's not a Disney sequel that Disney wanted. It's a Disney sequel that the creative people said, hey, can we do this? They do have the benefit of the witches. It would make sense for the witches to be aged because they age and then they try to get younger right which is what we saw at the beginning but yeah. they would not be able to do the younger stuff or they would have to do like the weird cgi thing which i find can sometimes work but normally it looks a little funky so i would hope they would just get that into the script that they're older and they like can't they haven't been able to steal the youth from children in a while <laughs> But yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker um, plays Sarah Sanderson. She's so cute in this. Um, and I realized... Ooh, ooh, what? Oh, filming has begun on the sequel. Huh. As of this October. Interesting. Which means it's probably going to come up next year. Unless they put it out in July, for old time's sake. <laughs> it's going on Disney+, Plus, so they don't need to do that. Yeah. Which is a little more risky because it's like it's a Disney Plus film. But Disney Plus has been pretty good. Like they're not giving it a theater at all? Like they don't, they're not planning on that? 
No, it's going to be like a Disney Plus thing, mm. from my understanding. I think it Disney only agreed to greenlight it because they want more stuff on Disney Plus. Yeah. So Bette Midler and all of them were kind of like, hey, you want more Disney Plus stuff? We want to make this the second film. Mm-hmm. And I figured out what the film's premise is. What? In Hocus Pocus 2, three young women accidentally bring the Sanders sisters back to present day and must figure out how to stop the children on you witches from wrecking a new kind of havoc on the world. Okay, so the first movie. First movie, but with three young women instead of a virgin. Yeah. I think this could be interesting. It depends how young they mean by young. I hope they don't mean actual children. I'm very skeptical. I am cautiously optimistic. But, um... Yeah, the Hocus Pocus is, it, there's so many, like, it's so iconic, and there's so many weird little things. Like, first of all, like, the witches are the star of the show. They make this movie. Um, you know, you said when we, we were watching, it's like every scene they tried to figure out the funnest way they could possibly yes. do things. Even walking, they'll walk in, like, unison in this weird, mm. like, march, right? Every time the witches, the three of them are on screen... It really does feel like they were like, how can this be better? Yeah. Like the three of them. Yeah. And it's not, everything else about the movie is kind of standard in the sense that like the lead actors are fine. You wouldn't, mm. the, like the kid, the virgin guy. Yeah. And the hot, and the hot girlfriend for him. And then the little sister. They're very standard. I would but, say they're above average, but I get what you're saying. The they're very the good movie. in the film, but yeah. like their characters are nothing too special. Well, I find... <laughs> okay, a few things. Just in the beginning of the movie, before the witches even start. Uh, it's really funny having our lead be from California. And for some reason, that's like a something to make fun of him for. Like, everyone's like, California, how uncool of you. <laughs> okay, Hollywood. <laughs> Which is kind of a hilarious concept. And I love that he's like, the tie-dye wearing Californian. And everyone's like, ugh, you're too cool for witchcraft. What a loser. <laughs> and the freaking Allison, like, slam dunking him in class, where she's like, actually, Halloween is from a pagan holiday, and blah de blah And then everyone in the class, like... And then everyone clapped, and it's like, she didn't really say anything that would have disproven his skepticism to, like, witches, but I just love the <laughs> ridiculous concept that everyone would clap and, like, be so excited by her takedown. This school takes Halloween. <clears throat> this town takes Halloween. Seriously? At the very least, it's Salem. Yeah. So it's like, Which okay, I think was super this smart. is a good town like, for that. It's like... Uh, I mean, speaking of Nightmare Before Christmas, it's like Christmas Town, basically, but for Halloween. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense, because you're like, oh, it's Salem, you know? Like, even the party that the parents go to, you're like, this is intense, and then you're like, oh, okay, it's Salem. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) this is their holiday. Like, this is where they put the money, you know? Um, so even just, like, the opening scenes before... Sorry. <laughs> it's like criticizing uh, Ireland for taking St. Patrick's Day too seriously. It it's is? Like, it's the same oh, criticism because it's like... I, I thought oh, you said the movie was doing <laughs> No. It's the same, like, wait, you can't get mad at them because, like, this is the one place that it's kind of allowed to happen. Yeah. Um, like, you're allowed to be 100%. 
And uh, there's this one scene where Allison, like, walks away and she puts up a red hood. And I just thought she was, like, the coolest girl in the world when I was little. You were so hyped when that happened. <laughs> you were like, it's coming. <laughs> like, at the start of the year, like, it's going to happen. But the very start of the film, which we did kind of skip. So, we did? Uh, three witches oh, in a yeah! cottage in, like, 1600s. Oh, yeah! Our medieval section. <laughs> okay, so this medieval guy, Thackeray Binks. First of all, completely different personality when he's the cat and to when he's the boy. Yes. And but that kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense. But I, I was saying to Luke, for some reason, way more than the main character, they were really playing up the, like, teen dreamness of this guy. Like, I theorize, I think they made him fall down that hill just so that his shirt got all ripped up. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I don't know why, what was going on with this actor in particular, because him and the main guy look very similar, but this actor in particular, Disney was like, this is the dude. This yeah. is gonna get all the girls to buy our magazines. I don't, I don't <laughs> think Disney has magazines, but you know, like the equivalent. Um, this, a big theme in this movie is like brother sister stuff. And they don't, I feel like they don't fully understand sibling relationships. Like one half, they get really well, like with, um, crap. What's our main guy's name? Max. Yes. And his little sister. Allison. No. That's the love interest. Danny. Danny! Yes. Okay, Max and Danny, like, the first scene when she's like, Mom said you're taking me trick-or-treating, and he's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, yeah, you are. And then they argue, and then she, like, screams at her mom, because he's, like, saying he's not going to take her. That's on point, right? But then sometimes they get just, like, too, too sentimental, and I'm sure these sibling relationships exist, but I wouldn't say it's the norm. It's like you would die for your siblings, but you'd also kill them. So, like, it's not like, like, at one point, Thackeray is like, your little sister's the most precious person in the world. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I just feel like that's not really the normal consensus for younger siblings. Family relationships in this are like a hundred or one. Yeah. Like, they're just like, so intense yeah. or they're just not like it's just genuine frustration so like Thackeray is just uh like he, it's almost it's almost like they wrote him like he was his sister's dad you know it's like that level of commitment which is mm. kind of weird it's just unusual um and then his sister is hilarious she does not she does not care at all that she's about to be murdered by witches she's just having a grand old time she's literally just sitting there doing nothing the whole time and like we see with danny later like i don't think i think she's under like i don't know maybe they never put danny under weird hypnosis i think the little girl like the little girl was under a little hypnosis but like she was too chill yeah like Like, even if she was under hypnosis she should have been like stiff and standing still like she's clearly not <laughs> yeah. well no, but no this girl's even, just like smiling yeah she had a smile the whole time it was like the director was like hey you're at a tea party and you're having a good time like that was her direction and it's like no you're about to be murdered by witches like i feel like this is the who wrong... are very openly telling you we're gonna murder yeah, you yeah and they're attacking your brother like i feel like this is the wrong energy yeah so that was really funny i don't know what's <laughs> going on there <laughs> and then they kill her yeah <laughs> And then the town shows up. Oh, I after love After they turn scene. Danny. Oh, I love... They, they the turn, singing. 
They Sorry. turned Danny into... No, Thackeray Banks. They turned the cat... They turned cat guy into a cat, finally. Yeah. And he can't die till they die. Yeah. So, uh... Yes. Then the town shows up and is like, hey, you have a dead body there. What's going on? And they hang the witches. This is, like, classic 90s children's movie. Like, we have, like, four deaths in the opening. <laughs> they don't make them like they used to, you know? <laughs> We just, like, don't see people get murdered uh, okay, for, children, for children anymore. Okay, boomer. I honestly, I think it would be really interesting to have a psychological study about whether, because I feel like our kids' movies were intense. And as a child, I was intense. I wanted the villain to die because that was the moral consequences for being a villain, right? But I would really be, like, super interested in, like, a psychological testing for if that's good for kids. <laughs> like, is it good to show them the, these, like, black and white and, like, harsh realities or, I don't know, just, like, really intense storylines? Or is it better to be a little bit more lighthearted and, like, kid-friendly, you know? Because sometimes Disney, in my opinion, did go too far. Like, I feel like they traumatized me a few times. Yeah. Do you have no opinion I, on this? I have zero opinion, because I don't care. I you just, don't care? I don't care. I don't know. I always see that argument as, like, a boomer argument. Like, films were so much better in my day, or films are better now. I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying it's different. And I'd be interested to know in the psychological impacts of the different um, strategies. Okay. I think that'd be neat. But, I don't know. Most Disney films... Nowadays, don't even have villains. They have twists. Yeah. So it's hard to even do that. What do you mean? <laughs> like, they don't really have villains that is anymore. That is the difference you would be I studying. I know. There's just... I agree. Okay, it'd be interesting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I don't have an opinion. Be interested in my psychological study that doesn't exist. I'm the one in social sciences here. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, uh, I love... This is so minor, but I, the costuming in this movie is also great. And I love the shot of the witch's feet when they're hanging. Because, um, it I don't know, it's just always stuck in my brain. And they all have really cool socks. And I love them singing while they're... And I was telling you this when we were watching. They really have the energy of, like, immortals. It's like, even... When they're like, oh, we're gonna die, like it, they they're like, it's not that serious. We're gonna come back, you know. Like they, every nothing is super duper serious to them. Yes, it's there's always time for like shenanigans. Everything's a little bit boring, you know. Yes. Uh, so after they die, and we go through all the stuff we already talked about, uh, Danny is after he has his stu- shoes stolen by bullies, which is just a weird thing Mass. in bullying. Danny's the little girl. Okay, there's too many names. <laughs> oh yeah, he gets his he gets his shoes stolen by these iconic bullies who are so weird. I love these guys because they're so fucking strange. One thing I just find funny about a lot of bullying through Disney is that a lot of the stuff they do, like if it happened in real life, 
It'd be like, oh, that's a crime. Yeah. And you're going to jail for a crime. I was. <laughs> but like, here it's like, wow, how quirky. I was genuinely worried when I was little about like the possibility that someone was going to steal my shoes. Because it was me. Like, I was like, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I think you just answered your psychological test. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the guy having like ice. and See, this is, I love this element because, oh my God. Because <laughs> they did not need to make the bullies interesting or weird like they just did you know i love little shit like that yes the bullies are really weird they're so weird i love them um but yeah they steal his shoes danny max no i meant danny this time okay (laughs) danny gets max to go trick-or-treating yeah uh so they're trick-or-treating they run into the bullies again (sighs) they're like this is annoying and then they go meet up that scene is so date. that scene is so awful because she uh I feel like I can feel this scene in my bones because she's like talking to the bullies and she's like, I'm with my big brother, so sucks for you guys and she's like basically like he's gonna beat you up and bloody blah and Max is like, Please stop talking. Like we are going to run away. And it's just so humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> Allison and Max met at school. Allison's very pretty, so Max immediately is like, "Oh, I'm in love with you." And then he tried to give her his number. This always confused me because he tried to give her his number, which he did in front of the whole class, which was unnecessarily bold of him. Um, and then he like follows her after school, like not in a creepy way. He like ta- is talking to her. And um, it's like, oh, sorry if I made you uncomfortable or whatever. And then she gives him back the paper. And she does it like she's giving him her number. But I don't think she does. She just gives it back to him. Which is kind of, which is a rare rejection. That's what I would interpret it as. I didn't think about it that much. But then she's like super into him when he's at the party. So I don't know what that was about. Probably she gave him number then. And they, they edited it poorly. Maybe. At the party, she's wearing this weirdly over-the-top, like, party dress. Well, it's because her parents are having, like, a themed party. I know. For, like... Like, it's just a needlessly fancy dress. For, like... She's wearing this really fancy party dress. Like, this 1800s-style dress. Yeah. And then she just does the scene, and then they're like, okay, let's change and go. I'm like, where? It's so much over the top. You mean ba- for the movie? Yeah, it's just like a weird choice. It is. It's but it's unnecessary <laughs> details. It's it's, it's flavor. It's not bad. It's just like a weird thing where they're like, yeah, she's just in this dress. It's just a weird detail. Um. Yeah. So Allison's really rich, which is literally not relevant, but they make sure to tell us. <laughs> She has this big house, and then her parents are having this big rich person party. And Danny and Max just walk into their house, which is kind of weird and rude. Like, they just <laughs> yeah, and then they're gonna go see the witch's house. Yeah, they're talking to Allison, and Allison's mom used to work at the house because it was turned into a museum, and then they shut it down. And for some reason, this comes up. And then, as like a fun teenage idea, they're like, let's go there. Yes. So they go there, and Allison and Danny are really cute, which I like. Um, but anyway, they go there, and then, like, Max is, like, trying to be cool and, like, edgy. Um, so he lights the candle, because he's like, <laughs> I think he says it's all a bunch of hocus pocus. 
And then he lights the candle, which is the black flame candle, which needs to be lit by a virgin on Halloween night for the witches to come back. I don't know why the the virginity thing is really hammered to you. Max is a virgin, and they want you to know it. And yeah. the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, he's 16. Yeah, he's like 15 that's a very, or 16. That's like a very reasonable age to still be a virgin. That was like a very 90s thing. I don't know what the deal was. Even but in like... medieval times. <laughs> like when the witches were alive and set the spell. Yeah. That was a reasonable time still to be a virgin. Yeah. Like, only, it, only... like it's not... I know, like, they got married younger then. No, no. Only, um, only famous rich people got married younger. What? People of, like, who weren't royalty got married at normal ages. Our normal ages? Yeah. Huh. Anyway, like, just 15, 16, that's a reasonable time to be a virgin. But everyone's like, wow, you virgin. Yeah. And it's just a weird edit. No, it it was a thing. I remember there was like a Buffy episode in the first season. Uh, that was around that too. Uh, this like praying mantis lady was going after like male virgins, and they were like, "Oh, he's not a virgin, I'm sure," and he's like fifteen. And then they're like, "Yeah, he is." And people are really weird about it. It's weird. Anyway. Um, so he lights the candle and the witches immediately come back. We have some really fun practical effects with like the floorboards, but I just thought it was funny. Like the we get the floorboards shaking everything and then how the witches come back is they open the front door. Yeah, they come to <laughs> Like, hey guys, you got this big visual effects budget, we're gonna use it for the doors and the yeah. floor. And then so, someone was like, Hey guys, we're out of money. <laughs> so they were like, Okay, witches come through the front door. And the the candles were fun. Mm-hmm. Really fun special effects. And then I like immediately. So, uh, okay, there's Winifred, Sarah, and then what's the third witch? Who is like the yes man for Winifred, basically. She's very There's funny. Winifred, there's Sarah, and there's Mary. Mary. So Mary, Mary's power. <laughs> Mary can smell children. She can smell children. So she's immediately like, there are kids here. And so our main characters like fuck um and then they immediately find danny and then i really like and i like how consistent they are that the witches are very easily tricked which yes is very helpful <laughs> so and but i like to max's credit very quick thinking on his feet he like pretends uh, he he basically sets off the fire like sprinklers and is like I'm a wizard and this is the burning rain of death and so Mm-mm. the witches like go hide under like an eaves so they don't die um, and then, and then that, they well, run away the children run away the witches are like we're dying and then one of them's like it's water and they're like darn it yeah <laughs> they got my book and they tricked us <laughs> and then oh the- yeah the book okay so Winifred has this book that's bound in skin. I just saw a TikTok that apparently there are confirmed 18 books bound in human skin in real life. And you they're really hard to tell from normal books. So that's great. Uh, <laughs> this is a magic book. It has like an eye and a personality. It has all her spells in it. Um, and they steal it and run away with Thackeray. Because Thackeray tells them to take it. Because he's a helpful cat. <laughs> Practical. And then Thackeray takes them, I'm. this is the first time I noticed this, Thackeray takes them to the cemetery for exposition, basically. <laughs> like, and because the witches that? can't go there. Yeah, but he immediately takes them to a grave. And he's like, 
this is Winifred's ex, and uh, he cheated on her, and so she so does Masha, and buried him here. Okay, let's go over here now. <laughs> like, yeah. That was, like, unnecessary information for him to tell them. Like, that was the first thing he did. He's like, yes. come see this guy who's dead. <laughs> yes. Uh, exposition is pretty uh, not subtle here. It was but that's fine. fine. It was just funny. Um, And then the witches immediately. This movie is very fast-paced, which is, like, really nice. Yeah, the witches find them there. They can't step on the ground, but then they're very smart with it, where they're like, okay, we'll fly right above the ground. Yeah. And it's like, darn. Yeah. Didn't think that through. How do they... How do they... Oh, I think they go underground. They... Yeah, they escape through the sewers. And this is when Winifred... Resurrects the... The dude. The Zombie ex-boyfriend. Man. Yeah, Which right? was a weird subplot. They should have had more of an incentive for him to follow her. He wasn't following her, I thought. Yeah, he, he was trying to help the kids. Why did she bring him back? She, I don't know. That whole subplot I don't know why weird. she brought him back. She should have said something like, if you bring me the kids, I'll like uh, bring you back to life or something. Just as motivation. She was like, hey, wake but up. But he's never on her side. No, but we don't know why he's even doing it. So from the start, I was like, why is this guy helping? Yeah, that's fair. We were set up that Winifred was super mean to him. And I don't know why Winifred would think he would want to help. Yeah, no, that's fair. I don't know why she would think that either. No. Um. Yeah, but we also know Winifred's not the brightest. That's also true. Um, And then the kids, like, run away through the sewer with Thackeray leading them. And then is this when we get the, like, calming circle? That's when we get the calming circle. It's so cute. <laughs> It's so cute and silly. This movie gives so much time for being cute and silly, and I really appreciate it. Yes, I think a lot of that's because of how the three actresses yeah. were like, how can we make this weird basically, with the calming circle idea? Yeah, basically Winifred's like stressed, which is fair, because they're in a stressful situation. If they don't finish the potion that they need to do and like take a kid's life, they will die forever. And so she's appropriately stressed, and Mary's like, you know what? you're too stressed out right now and we need to take a moment (laughs) do a calming circle and it's very silly um and then i think is that when max talks to the fake police officer there's that whole fake police officer scene which is just weird and i actually kind of don't like it what i don't don't like it i like it in the sense that it's iconic yeah but i just don't like it in the sense that it was just weird and pointless I just think it's funny that he's not actually a <laughs> But it also solves the problem of why didn't they go to the police? Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then uh, they go meet the parents at the party? I think so. Yeah. Hold on. I have the plot. Why are you guessing? Well, I don't know. We haven't even really been sticking the plots. It's just happening with this one. And um, the freaking icon. They try to tell their parents, and then the the witches show up, and they are very smart in this scenario, in which they seem to understand the nuance that the people don't the people don't think that they're real. Yeah, and so they're like sick. This works out for us, so they make Max look like he was just joking. The marvelous Wait, introduction. We forgot the whole fake devil scene that happens before that. I think so. 
Okay, the three witches go to this devil's house, except it's not a devil. It's a guy dressed as a devil. Yeah. And they're just, it's a really weird scene, but it's cute. <laughs> like, they're just flirting around. They think yeah. it's Satan, so they're, like, bowing to worship this him. This scene stressed <laughs> me out when I was little. And then, like, the wife's just tolerating it till she's suddenly like, no, I'm, I'm kind of done with well, this. Well, Sarah Get starts, out. like, dancing with her husband. Yeah. Because Sarah's, like, horny for everyone. Yes. Um, and then she kicks them all out. Uh, and then that's also when their brooms get stolen by some random girls dressed as the Sanderson sisters. Yeah. Which is a cute little detail. Yes. Also very bold of them just to, like, take random brooms and be mm-hmm. like, yeah, oh, this is fine. I'm, this is mine now. Kids are awful. I'm sure this doesn't belong to anyone. Children are the worst. I don't think so. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> um... Yeah, freaking iconic music scene. You're mm-hmm. the music man. Uh, yes, you get to the dance. They're all dancing. Uh, Max is like, hey, everyone, there's the witches there. And then they put the spotlight on them. And the band's like, yeah, we're going to make this a music number. Yeah. And Winifred's like, well, when in Rome. And they have a really iconic music number. It's really great. And it's a clever way to get the spell out. So they, try, they cast a dancing spell on everyone. And this, basically, most of the adults in the town are at this party. So, which, like, makes sense later when they hypnotize all the kids as to, like, where are the parents? They're, they're also under a spell at this party. Yes. So she, like, curses them to dance till they die. Yes. Um, and so Max and Allison and Danny have to run away again. The zombie comes and he's, like, trying to get them. And... I like that, too, because I think that's the point of this scene and the cop scene is they try to get help from two sources. No one's helping them. Most obvious ones you would think of. And, and yeah, no one's helping them. So I do like, like that they address it. You're right. They are important scenes. I just think the dance number is just so iconic. Yeah. And it's a great song. Yes. I thought it was an original song. You said it's a cover. Yeah. Which it probably is. It is. I know. <laughs> like it, I, it, I, I believe you. Okay. Kinda. <laughs> it it's is. just so good. I just don't know how that can be a cover when it's so better than anything else. Yeah. Again, I never heard the original, so maybe the original's like the best. Also, this song's not on Spotify, and that is wild to me. I feel like movies are so shitty at knowing. Their iconic song should be on Spotify. Like, what's the deal? Like, Scott Pilgrim just got the Brie Larson um, it's a, song It has out. to be a rights thing. Maybe, Like, yeah. they did, They had the right to put it in a movie, but not but release not, it as a single. Mm, yeah, But it's that like, makes it's sense. so much better than... It's so good, I want it on my phone. Yeah. And I can't get it, and I'm sad for this reason. Uh, so, but Danny and... Max and the girl escape, yeah. and they're hiding at Max's house, which the witches don't know where that is. No, 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 no. First they kill them. Well, they think they killed them at the high school. Oh, yeah. They trick them to go to the high school. They, they light them on idea, fire. Which is, like, pretty smart, actually. And there's this really funny joke that uh, high school's a prison for children. Yes. Um, but, yeah, they have the idea to lock them in the kiln and, like, turn the kiln on and burn them. Um, which is really smart, and also, I like, it's a good reference to, like, other witch stuff, like, uh, Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it doesn't work. And burning witches in Salem. Yeah. Also makes sense. But they think it works, which is a reasonable assumption. So they think they've won the day. Um, but we see that, like, the witches are fine. They, like, come back after. Um, but since our kids think that they've won and everything's chill, they go back to Max's house and then... They start reading the book to try and fix the cat. Yeah, they open the book because they feel bad for uh, Thackeray. And they also think the witches are dead. So they're, like, uh, a l- very more chill, right? And then uh, Thackeray's like, don't open that darn book. That's a terrible idea. So when the book was open, because the book is very much like the ring in Lord of the Rings. Like, it wants to get back to Winifred. Um, so when they open the book, the book, like, emits this, like, invisible light beam that I assume is only visible to Winifred. No, I think it's pretty visible. Well, the kids, why would the kids not react to the light beam? I don't know. I just think they'd be like magic book. I don't think so. Okay, whatever. There's a big light beam and the witches (laughs) who have kind of given up hope. Yeah, it's so funny because Winifred's like... (laughs) She's, like, just depressed because she's, she's going like, to die. take me to the window so I can say goodbye. And she's like, goodbye, life. <laughs> goodbye, love of world. <laughs> goodbye, book. <laughs> and then she sees that the book is, like, admitting the beam and they are reinvigorated. And so then they... They need ways to get there. Yeah. So Winifred takes the broom. Her Sarah takes them up. And then the third sister... What's her name? Mary. Mary takes a vacuum. Takes the vacuum. It's just really, that's iconic. The yeah, vacuum. That's really funny. And it's also because the their house used to be a museum. Like, that's why yes. any of that stuff is there. Um. Yeah, so they go and steal everything. And everyone's very caught off guard because they thought they were dead. But they read right before that witches can't hurt anyone covered in salt. Yeah, and she does this salt circle that's so cool. She's just like, haha, salt. <laughs> and then the witches are like, darn. Yeah, Allison does like the coolest. She's like freaking so cool with the salt. <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, just realistically, which I know, it's hocus pocus. Yeah. But realistically in this scene, Winifred should have just like picked up a chair or something and thrown it at them. Like, she just put a circle of salt around her, and Winifred's like, well, <laughs> you're indestructible now. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, Winifred, chair, throw it at him. And then, so they go back to do their little potion, and, oh, at some point, the bullies pissed off the witches, so they have the bullies in cages. It's not really relevant, that's just what happens to the bullies. Yeah. Anyway, they're gonna go kill, the witches are gonna go kill Danny. And, and then Sarah does a a song to hypnotize all the kids and get them to go. Which I heard was her power. Like, yeah, her power is to sing a song sense. to hypnotize children. The others is that they can smell children. And I guess the main one's power is, like, more witching. Because what? I don't see the other two doing witching. Like, they no, don't do it. That's true. it's definitely, like, the main... Yes. But I also really like this song by Sarah. It's not, like, as iconic as the other scene, but I really enjoy it still. Yes. Um. So all of the kids are, like, little zombies, and they're, like, marching. And um, Allison and Max are, like, trying to drive through them, which is, like, mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> and uh, Danny is being appropriately upset with the situation of uh, being trying to be murdered by witches yeah uh and i think no okay so 
they have Danny there first. They're making a big batch of potion. Their plan is to, like, kill all of these kids, like, suck their life force so that they'll live forever. Yes. Um, and they're gonna do Danny first, and then Max gets there. Oh, yeah, they trick them with the car lights to make yes. them think it's daytime. So the witches are like, no, we've died. Which and also then... happens in Buffy. But this and, did it first. And it's the second time they... Is that the second time they've been tricked? There are very many times they've been tricked. That's true. <laughs> they're tricked about death, and so they're like, oh, we died. And Max, like, dumps most of their potion. But so they, they only have a little bit left, and they, they escape run away. Danny, and but there's enough potion left for one. Which is kid. enough for them to, like, live to the next day. Which, you made a really good point. No, that it's that's... enough to live, like, one life. Oh, okay. Well, it's enough for them to, like, not die at sunrise, I mean. Yeah. Which you made a really good point is, like, why, like, just get one kid and then you can be alive and deal with the rest without these intense time constraints. But they uh, do talk about that. Yeah, the they do. Winifred, basically when Danny was there, she called them ugly and Winifred's really upset about it. And so she just, like, is really determined to kill Danny now. Yeah. And only Danny, which is a very silly, like, I feel like so many movies do that, where you're like, no, I need to kill this one person. Yes. Um, which is silly, but, you know, it's mm. movies. And so uh, they escape <laughs> to, uh, they, Winifred chases them. And this is the one thing that didn't work in the movie. Yeah. And Winifred chases them for what looks like it's going to be an action scene, but it's not. Uh, and Winifred goes up to the car and yells, Hey, give me your driver's permit. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Max hits him <laughs> her with the car. And this whole time, I'm like, how does she know what a driver's permit is? You're right. Like, that's cause... a very nuanced topic for someone who has no idea what driving is. Yeah. Like, what you need to, like, how you learn it. And how you get permission from a governing body to do it. That's a complex <sighs> idea for someone to understand. You're right, because I... <laughs> Originally, I thought that it was kind of something they did all the time, but no, like, thinking back, the, all of the previous jokes were about how they don't know anything modern, mm. and that's what the previous jokes were based around, so it doesn't make sense for her to suddenly do a joke based around her knowing something modern. Yes. Like, if they had consistently, like, not, uh, what's the word? Consistently, like, not... If they knew all the future stuff... Then it would be fine. But if they knew all the past stuff, except for this one thing, they shouldn't have known this. And she could have said something else. <laughs> like, hey, pull over this carriage. But yeah, they like, pu that would have been funny. But yeah, they like push her. Well, I don't even know if they push her or what happens. She flies into some trees and then that gives them enough time to get to the graveyard. <laughs> and they put Danny in like a grave surrounded by salt, which was really smart. And then Danny leaves. <laughs> At this point, the zombie guy is on their side. And I really like the zombie guy. I think he's funny once he can talk. Um, and when I was a kid, that was a fucking shocking plot twist. That was insane to me. Um, <laughs> when he, like, cuts open his mouth and then... And it, great. Uh, all the dust. The dust is what sells it when he coughs out all the dust. Anyway. So, he's on their side now. He's helping them. And he, his head gets knocked off by one of the witches. And so, Danny Goat leaves her perfecter circle. Such a stupid kid move. To, like, help him give, get his head. Like, he was gonna find his head. He's found it before by himself. Like, this was not a pressing issue, you know? And also, 
She could just, like, be in the grave being like, yeah, it's over there. Yeah, exactly. Right there. Hey, just take a few steps to the left. Nope. This was a dumb kid move. Witches grab her, but they lose the potion. And they... Max uh, drinks the potion so they can't make Danny drink it. Yeah. So then the witch is like, okay, well, we'll kill you. Because at first I was like, that's kind of dumb. Why doesn't he just, like, dump it? But she's, like, she's holding Danny. They're, like, high up in the air. Mm. And he's like, I'll smash it. And she's like, if you smash it, I'll drop her. And um, so then he decides to drink it, which <laughs> makes sense. So, and that's really sweet. Yes. And then, so the witches are like, okay, we'll kill you. And so they go and try and take his soul. And then they almost get it. But the sun but comes up in time. The sun comes up just in time. Which is very convenient. Because that, like, was not part of the plan, really. No. I mean, they knew it was going to come up soon. But, like, <laughs> that was literally just convenient. And I was always confused because Sarah and Mary burst into sparkles when the sun comes up. And they're flying. And Winifred turns to stone Winifred first. touches the graveyard. Yes. That's what I just figured out. Which It took me all these years. Because I remember this time when she falls onto the grave ground, I was like, hey, she's on the ground and nothing's happening. That's weird. But yeah, she turns onto stone. Mm -hmm. Which could have been better explained, but eh, not poorly explained. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, then, uh, so they successfully, well, the witches die and Thackeray dies. With his little cat body, which is sad. But then he's a little ghost, and he gets to, like, go to heaven with his sister. Yeah. Which, again, is a little... I like it, but it's a little... It's a played a little over-sentimentally. Like the... Yeah, it's more of, like, a father-son relationship put on siblings. Yeah. And it's just weird. It's weird. And, like, it's... he kisses <laughs> Danny on the cheek, too, which is also kind of weird, because... She loved him as her cat. <laughs> that would be weird for your cat. Like, even if you knew your cat was a human in a cat body, it'd be weird for them to suddenly... Like, I feel like a hug would have been more Or normal. on the forehead, even. Yeah. The forehead's much more... The cheek's weird. Cheek's I don't know. They weird. just... The emotions with that character were weirdly proportioned. Yeah. They just, like, really turned it up. They were like, no, <laughs> he's just really emotional. <laughs> Yeah, and his sister is the most precious person in the whole world. And, and he it's goes like, to heaven and continue. Yeah, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, he goes to heaven. We get a shot of everyone. Cage, just assumingly they die there. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty gruesome. I hope someone gets them. Like, they were assholes, but they don't deserve to starve to death. <laughs> like, I'm sure someone will get them eventually. Yeah. And then that's the end of the movie. And then and we get a cute scene during the credits of all the parents walking out of the dance. And they're like, oh, we're tired. Yeah. It was cute. So that was Hocus Pocus. So I the, the witches in this movie are just so iconic. They're so fun. Mm -hmm. Like, they just have such a good look. And they have such a good energy. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, a lot of it's obviously the directing and storytelling. But above all else, I don't think this movie would be as good... If it didn't have these three actresses who took the role so seriously. Yeah. Like, this is Bette Midler. She's kind of a big thing. Yeah. Especially in the 90s, she was a pretty big star. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like if Meryl Streep did this role. Yeah. And they could have 
not tried that hard. Yeah. It could have just been like, I come in for the paycheck, I say the line's cheesy, and I go home. I think but it's they, also like, a really cool, like, it's also a really cool, fuck, example of how, like, even though the script is good, it's sort of like, it's a really cool example of what you can do beyond it. If you, like, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Maybe theoretically, the script could have had really specific, like, oh, when they walk, they do this weird marchy thing. I doubt they did, but they could have. But it's sort of a cool example of, like, the little nuance you can bring to a character to make it, like, so much more beyond just, like, what's written down. Mm-hmm. And how that can, like, add to a movie. Yes. Honestly, I just think that's what makes this so iconic, is these three women just being so much and you can tell that they're having fun yes but I, like not in like an unprofessional way where they're like breaking character no, it's that like, would be really that would be really bad if they were just constantly <laughs> break, constantly breaking character they're just always like this has to be better and we can think of a way to be better like even when she's singing a siren song she's not just like singing she's kind of hand dancing on the pole of her broom yeah which is very weird, but it's enough over the top. It's just weird and it's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Hocus Pocus. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Friends at Film Camp. We'll see you next time at the campfire. <laughs>